0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen Davis says Rangers will be raring to go when the football resumes. Ross McCrory's thanking fans for well wishes after his positive coronavirus test. And one SPFL chairman offers up free hotel rooms to NHS staff during this crisis. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi. Yeah, great to be in the studio, Gordon. We're keeping our two metres apart. We're following yeah. the rules, we're following the guidelines. We're here. But we are adhering to what the Prime Minister Who is in the background on the television Addressing the nation uh, Wants us to do Still strange times And uh, hopefully we're all surviving We're all get through it uh, In lockdown And um, at some point over the next five or six weeks Maybe we'll just have a date When the football is resumed And society gets back to some kind of Normality, but so far, thankfully, we're all safe and well. Yeah, for some perspective, Jim, it does feel like every day that passes, football becomes less and less important. Yeah. But at the same time, it does form such a huge part of people's lives. And as I've mentioned many times, I'm becoming a bit of a broken record on it. You know, we're here just to try and give some sort of a, a football fix at a time when people will be will be missing it greatly. Yeah, I mean, I just thought you had very cheap aftershave on when I come in here today. It's very medicinal in the, the Radio Clyde studios, which of course it is, because it's been wiped down continually. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, listen, we all know how serious it is uh, around the world and, uh, and around my country. You know, there's, there's no one trying to shy away from that. But you do need other subjects to talk about. You need to love your life. You keep saying you're mentally stimulated. You know, if you only focus on coronavirus and all the negativity that uh, that is there, then I think it just drags you down. So, you know, there, there is, a, you know, there's going to be a little bit of light sometimes and, uh, and sometimes just in the face of adversity, you just, just try and... Uh, Detach your mind for an hour or so. That's all we're asking you to do. We're not we're not eliminating the problem by any stretch of imagination or even the, the hoping to get there, but just uh, having a, something a little bit different to talk about. Yeah, we're here until eight o'clock, and you can join in on the phones oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Before we move on to something a bit different, though, Jim, I was just wondering if you uh, could provide a bit of an update with what's gone on at Dumbarton because that's been one of the examples of a club that's that's had to make some pretty significant. Changes take some pretty significant steps in the last few days. Yeah, I mean, last uh, week um, the bo- the, they had a board meeting. Obviously, the club had a board meeting, and um, you know, after the board meeting, uh, you know, it was put to myself: uh, could uh, you know, could we look at um, reducing costs? Obviously, and, and obviously, the only real cost we've got, obviously, stadium aside and stuff, is, is the players because a part-time club. Um, we don't have a huge administrative staff But um, You know I, I spoke to the players The players Pretty easily And unanimously agreed It would take a 50% Cut Spoke to the staff Similar So we all agreed That uh, you know To keep Try and keep the club afloat That that's the, the only sensible uh, You know uh, Possibility That the club could uh, On the road We could go down And as I said And it wasn't an easy decision From the, the board and the, and the chairman But you know, as I said, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, the you know Scottish football, you know, you have to look at the reality of it, and the reality of, is, you know, can we keep um, going as a football club until such times as where you know the football is up and running again, and we just don't know. I mean, everyone keeps throwing in these dates, and every every couple of days, you you know, you look at the the various sites, and it'll say, oh no, we're thinking about playing this date and that date, and UEFA say this, but it's absolutely pie in the sky at this moment in time. So the only way we can try uh, and keep uh, the club afloat is by taking a, a deferred 50% wage cut and that's what the players and staff have agreed to do. But as we've also seen during times like these is football means a great deal to a lot of people and a lot of people want to come together and try and help and I think the last time I checked 
you had already raised over £10,000 from, from fan donations yeah. and, and different fundraising tactics to try and make a bit of a difference Yeah, I mean again, I've, I said before I always feel for, for supporters because they're they are lifelong supporters, the managers, players, you know, interchange all, all the time. But supporters, you mean so much to them. Communities as well. You know, a, a club like Dumbarton within the, the, the Dumbarton community is so important, um, you know, uh, for, for it. So, yeah, I mean, you, you can't thank people enough. You know, they, 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 they always go over and above what everyone else expects. And as I said, they don't have a tens of thousand fan base. But it doesn't matter whether you've got 50 fans or 50,000 fans. It is imp- every bit as important to that group of people and to that community. Uh, and it shows again with um, you know, the Dumbarton fans and uh, uh, you know, trying to raise money. To, and, and every, genuinely, at this stage, every single penny counts. Yeah, huge well done to everyone who's managed to make a little bit of a difference on that one. 01419511025 in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Here's how you can really get involved tonight in Mark Guidi, I must say. It's almost like I saved this up, especially for you. This, oh, is, right, this is right up your street tonight. As you'll know, we're starved of live football. So a lot of the the inspiration for the ideas and the topics for the show is coming from what happened on this day in years gone by. Right. You look at what, what what have we got the anniversary of, and then we can take it forward. We can all take a trip down memory lane and have a bit of a discussion. Well, on this day, sixteen years ago, two thousand and four, mm-hmm. Celtic go to the new camp. Oh yes, I know. What you're and draw nil nil. With Barcelona In a game widely remembered For the heroics of a then 19 year old David Marshall I was there, yep, In goal yep. So With that in mind It's not only Celtic fans That can get in touch And give us your memories We want to know What is the best Goalkeeping performance You've ever seen And that could be Famous ones You know Cup finals It could be league deciders Or it might just be A random game In the middle of the season That none of us have ever Would ever even remember So what's Love the it. best Goalkeeping performance You've ever seen 01419511025 And to kick us off Who better to speak to Than the man himself David Marshall Scotland and Wigan goalkeeper Joins us on the line David how are you Thanks for taking the time Hi guys You okay hey, Not David, too bad David. at all I think first things first David 16 years ago How on earth Is that possible <laughs> Listen to that intro there Made me feel old um, Yeah It just passed so quickly Yeah And you still remember it Like it was yesterday Obviously It was such a big game And uh, such a big event You get reminded of it Every time you're out in Glasgow So um, It's good to have that I suppose though Because a lot of players In their career Probably won't have that one Game to go back on That everybody remembers yeah, take take us actually back to just a little bit before it. I know we're talking about the day, but this madness all really kicks off in the first leg, of course, when you're thrust on at half time, when the when Rab yeah. Douglas is sent off in the, in the leg at Celtic Park. You're 19 years of age, not a lot of first team football behind you, and then you're told to, to, to get the gloves on. What on earth is that moment like? I was just out um, warming up at half time and I seen the goalie coach run out, which is pretty normal for a goalie coach to be sent to go and get a, a, a lad to come on who's getting subbed. So uh, even when he was running towards us, um, I didn't expect it to be me. Then he's called me over and I was like, must be someone up here. I, just, I still didn't think what I'm going on. I, d- I didn't realise. And then came up, getting up the tunnel, he's like, eh, Big Rab's been sent off here, so we need to go on. So it was literally gear off, um, all the lads in the dressing room, not saying much, just probably looking and thinking, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but then it dawned that they had two guys sent off. Um, so it was probably an easier night than obviously the second leg turned out to be, um, having a man advantage. But David, so it's, it's Matt Good. Two things. Hi, uh, I was at Parkhead that 
night as well then in the turn leg. Uh, one thing, what did Martin O'Neill say to you? And the second thing now, was it that night at Parkhead or was it a new camp where you had the cheeky wee dink over one of the strikers who ran in to shut you down and, and pass, I don't know if it was Jackie McNamara or Didi Agat, whoever was on the right hand side. Was that when you came on as a sub that night? No? Yeah, that's when I came on as a sub. Yeah, yeah. I got a pass back. Um, and tried to take the boy was closing me down so I took a kind of half a poor touch and it was stuck under my feet and literally the only thing I could do was scoop it but it, I think it clipped the boy's head um, <laughs> and made it just made it out to Didi so yeah it was that was a um, inspired that's aye. what it was inspired, inspired it was nonchalant <laughs> in the morning but um, if it doesn't come off it's, it's stupidity but you know, yeah it was mad in a weird way David is the, is the first game then is that a little bit easier to handle because like you say you've you've got no time to think about it you've no time for, for pre-match nerves or anything like that you're really thrust in did that take a bit of that away did it in a weird way make yeah. it easier I never had really any of that And even in the game I think that was one of the only times I touched the ball Was a couple of passbacks um, Because we had We had uh, ten men They had nine So actually the, the game itself Was, was pretty comfortable um, They've obviously got a few league games In between uh, The build, build up to the next one um, And just hoping you're going to play Because I think Magnus Hedman At that time was on loan in Italy um, And there was talk about him coming back He could have been recalled But I don't know if if the manager made the decision just to not do that or it wasn't possible with a loan. So right up until a few days before the game, um, I was expecting Magnus to kind of walk in the building and, and obviously play the game. Hi, hi, David, it's, it's Jim Duffy here. How are you doing? Hi, Jim. You all right? I'm good to, good to hear from you, Megan. Um, I'm just, you know, again, looking at the, you know, there's obviously a few, there'll be a few listeners out here that, that'll know a lot better than me. But there can't be many people, even over those 16 years, that one have had, I think, two clean sheets. You know what I mean? If it, uh, you know, but certainly one in, in new camp. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, to play against Barcelona in any game, I'm talking about league games, end because they're very, very rarely never score I, 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 at home. I'm talking about in the new camp. So yeah. you know, but to go to the new camp, so I, I, I would guess you, you'd be lucky if you'd half a dozen over 16 years where they've never scored a goal in the new camp. So I, th- I think you're in a very, very elite group of goalkeepers. I have to say that. Was it also David? Was that the night in the new camp? Was the John Kennedy play set in the half that yes. night as well? He was just a kid too, wasn't he? Yeah, Kendall played as well um, And he Then we played Rangers When we came back a few days later And then Kendall done his knee uh, the, the the week later for Scotland um, So John, yeah, John played that That night as well but What about the, this, this anniversary David So the game in the new Camp You now do have pre-match nerves to an extent Because you've been building up to it You know you're going to be up against Ronaldinho You're taking on Barcelona in the new Camp What do you remember of that game? Uh, a bit of blur, really. You remember little things, um, the build-up, the training before, the, the evening before the game. Um, I remember leaving the hotel and the rain was torrential. Um, and as a goalie, you don't really want that when you're going to play Barcelona. I was thinking, mm-hmm. And then it, it kind of died down when we got to the stadium. Um, I don't really remember much of the warm-up, to be fair. Um, I remember walking out, a few Barcelona lads coming out of the little church in the, in the tunnel area. Um, and then obviously it was straight away made kind of the first save in the first minute or so and it, it did help to settle any nerves and uh, we were under obviously a lot of pressure so it was just one of those nights where Everton, Everton just, just just hit me and obviously get through You're doing yourself a bit of a disservice saying that it hit you um, it's, it's quite the highlights reel when you look back on it is there is there one save that sticks out as being one you're particularly proud of or is it the collective of you know keeping the clean sheet? 
Oh, just that, just the actual game was amazing. Uh, I think the first save um, in the kind of first minute settled definitely. There's nothing better as a goalkeeper than than doing something well early doors. So that gave us that confidence. Um, first half. They had a couple of chances, but nothing major, and then they started to turn the screw a bit second. But um, probably one really good save first half and one really good save second half. The rest were should, should have been saved. And as I say, the boys managed to grind it out like they usually did then. Yeah, Roy, Roy Keane would say, that's your job. He would never give you. He would never give you any credit for it. But it, it, it must be an incredible experience. I mean, what, what was it? Was the crowd? Was it a hundred thousand? That would have been. Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Um, it would have been more or less yeah. so, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah right up there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was an amazing stadium. Just to experience, just to go there. Um, but to go and actually play and get that chance was usually like, never forget it. And I just, think Frank was it Frank Frank Reichard's Barca team at that time. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Reichard, was yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Philip Koku was one of the midfielders. Yes. And Actually, played like he's managing Derby now, so that's how old I felt. Ellen, <laughs> yes. I was used to play against him, he's a manager of Derby now. Did they remember you? <laughs> probably doesn't know who I'm on, <laughs> Just to bring us up to the present day, or and to be more specific, tomorrow, David, you were probably going to be starting goal for Scotland against Israel, and now you will be at home, stuck inside like everyone else. What's it been like? Um, just the same as everybody else. You're really um it's just such a, a difficult situation. Um obviously being bored, I think everybody, all football fans and players, it's just something that's they couldn't foresee. Um it's took away everything for us, so but the the reality is it's the loss of life and especially when you look at look at the figures in Italy, um in Spain recently, it's it's just a shock to everyone. So you have to take it. Seriously, and everybody can do what they can. Um, obviously, football is a massive thing in this country, and everybody's missed it so much. Um, but we just have to take it in the chin. It's obviously disappointing the timing of it with the, with the playoff games coming up. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I don't want anyone to think I've, I've lost perspective here. I know you know that f- far more important things. But if we can just talk football for a couple of minutes, David, that that must be you know a, another frustration. The fact that this is such a big game. It's as close as we've come in, in years. I'm, I'm sure you guys were. We're all building up to it and, and looking forward to it, and now it's just sort of, of hanging there. We're not really sure when that's going to take place. Yeah, yeah, because obviously we've had the big breaks for November, so it's kind of back in your mind. And then with four or five weeks lead in, uh, we're getting sent some some footage of Israel and stuff, and looking at their bits and pieces. So it was becoming a bit more um, realistic, as if you were getting really close to it. So the excitement was building, and then obviously to have it taken away is, is disappointing. Um, I know we had a few injuries where obviously John McGinn was just getting back and a few other injuries as well. So maybe, maybe um, by the time the game does happen, um, hopefully everybody's fit and well. And maybe be a positive for us when the game eventually does happen. Yeah, now I know you goalies can go on for quite some time. I think you're 35 at the moment, so I'm by no means retiring you yet. But when, and notice I said when, not if, when we make it to the Euros, you're going to have to hang on to the end of next season now. Is that, that all right with you up to that challenge? I hope so as long as the gaffer's alright with it I did think about that when it got postponed if it was postponed to next year it was um, obviously at a certain age you don't know what you're going to be um, in the next year or so and that's probably we've got a pretty young squad um, so it probably affects me more than most but as I say if we can keep the club form going um, hopefully hopefully I can stay in the team 
And have you been doing the old um, fitness regimes? I noticed all the players are either on social media or they're, they're out doing whatever it is they're being asked of of their teams. That same for the goalies, I take it. Yeah, it's, di- it's difficult to replicate the goalkeeping stuff, um, especially with the the new rules now that's come over the last couple of days. The kids are off school as well, so you're trying to homeschool slash not fight them every single minute of the day. So um, yeah, I don't think the football. I don't think it will be. We'll be back at football for at least a few weeks, training wise. So. Um, it's not been too important, but you just kind of top up, and then when you get a, a set date, I suppose you can you can put the foot down and get yourself ready again. Right, I'll let you get back to letting the kids lob toilet rolls at you on the living room couch. <laughs> but thanks so much for joining us. Ah, no problem. Cheers, guys. Cheers, David. Good man. That was David Marshall, Scotland and Wigan goalkeeper. The reason he joins us because on this day it is the anniversary of that game in Barcelona. Barcelona nil, Celtic nil. Pitched in 19 years of age, keeps a clean sheet. And what that means for you tonight on the phones and on Twitter is we're asking what is the best goalkeeping performance you've ever seen? David's gone now and he's away back to the kit. You don't have to say that one. That was just the, the starter to kick us off, give us the inspiration. So what is the best goalkeeping performance you've ever seen? I'll be even more impressed if you can tell us ones that we were never aware of. Maybe just a random mid-season game that you were at. Tell us the best goalkeeping performance you can remember. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're asking for the best goalkeeping performance you've ever seen. The reason we ask it's the anniversary of 19 year old David Marshall's clean sheet in the new camp with Celtic 16 years ago today. So we're looking for fans of all clubs to get involved with the best goalkeeping performance you can remember. Uh, loads of tweets coming in already. Paul Wilkie says, I remember that game like it was yesterday. I had won a competition to go to the new camp. Took my son Kevin, sat on the plane over next to the late great Tommy Burns, who was brilliant with my son. David Marshall and John Kennedy were unbelievable. What a story that is. Yeah, you won't forget yeah. that in a hurry. Let's go straight to the lines and see what you've got for us then. Ved is in Jordan Hill. Best goalkeeping performance you've seen? Hi, uh, the best one is Fraser Foster in the League Cup final, uh, just in December last year. Yes, we're not having to go too far back. You know, I, I, I have seen what you call when Fraser Foster played against Barcelona. That was great as well. But this one uh, is far better. Yeah, that, that... everything was thrown at him. Yeah, I mean, I can see you two nodding in the studio. That was just unbelievable. We're not having to go too far back, yeah. so everyone remembers it. Yeah, I mean, Matt, we're just speaking about that, uh, you know, just uh, in the in the break there, and because as recent, and it was one of those games where you know just about everything, uh, you know, Rangers threw everything at Celtic, and it really was you know an outstanding performance, you know, from from Fraser Forsyth. He just seemed to get his angles right. He seemed to have his concentration absolutely spot on, and although they weren't all. Unbelievable saves You know Spectacular mm-hmm. They were just So right. important And it just looked as if It was one of those days Where Psychologically It was affecting Some of the Rangers players yeah. thinking, we're, And obviously the penalty as well yeah. So he just thought we're not, we're, Yeah We're just not going to beat this guy today And, and, and I think that also Gives almost extra energy To the Celtic defence That day mm-hmm. Because it was a real Defensive performance right. So no I, I, exactly. I think, I think, I think uh, Psychologically Technically It was an outstanding performance From, from Fraser Foster that day Yes, absolutely, you know uh, I mean, he, he is an exceptional goalkeeper And I obviously with what's happening right now in the world uh, When the football starts again I, I hope maybe Celtic can keep him, you know And uh, see how it goes Yeah, I'm sure they do, Mark And for all, for all the 
All the madness that's going on at the moment that That's the one thing that is starting to annoy me a little bit See when I see these transfer rumours at the moment I think, what? How? <laughs> what? Like, we don't even know when The so-and-so has been linked yeah. I'm not saying that clubs aren't still working away in the background um, But you, that, that goes without saying you, If you're looking for one game Which sums up why Celtic would want to keep him That would be it, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that even Fraser Foster would, would like to stay at Celtic There's no doubt that Neil Lennon would want him You know Neil Lennon pushed very hard To, to get him in the door um, A way back uh, August um, Obviously the wages would be a stumbling block But I think if you, if there's You know Celtic and Southampton I think have got a good working relationship you, you look at the amount of transfers Between both clubs Coming in and going out um, So I think there's certainly a basis A foundation there to go and um, Work um, something from And um, you know uh, you don't want to see clubs putting themselves in financial peril, particularly in everything that's going on now. But I would say, if you're if the, if you're Celtic, whether that be Neil Lennon or the Celtic board, and you think there's one, if there's one guy maybe just worth pushing the boat out for, if you need to go that extra, whatever it is, twenty percent, whatever to, to get him, I think Fraser Foster because he's not a gamble. You know exactly mm-hmm. what you're getting. He loves it here. He knows the game. For for Neil Lennon, you must look at him and think. He's worth 15 points a season Yeah but also um, just speaking to, me, to you David know. Marshall There at 35 years of age Or coming off the six, he's, he's a goalkeeper for the next 10, 12 years yeah. You know if you know, So it's not it's not like If you say oh, We'll get him and we'll pay a, a lot of money Either transfer fee or salary And that And it'll you know, Two or three years at him You could really in effect Have him for 10 years mm-hmm. Still you Or know? He's still younger up And still yeah. out there you, to, you, to might, you, might get, yeah. you might get him yeah. for 2 million quid Okay yeah. you might need to pay him I don't know 35 or 40 grand a week Or whatever mm. But he might become a 7, yeah. 8, 9, 10 mm-hmm. million pound goalkeeper again yeah. two years from now, you know? Especially even at 30, that, that, yeah, that'd be for a goalkeeper. Day long. Just on yeah. Ved's point, and since we're on the topic of, you know, best goalkeeping performances you've seen, what goes into that then, Jim? Does it have mm. to be something you referenced there? Does it have to be a combination? You're probably looking at one or two outstanding saves, yeah. as in how did he make that? Yeah. Chances of you doing four, five, six of them, yeah. probably not. So you're looking for a couple of real eye-catching ones, but then is there a... Is it a volume question yeah. as well? You know, things just start hitting you, and even even the ones that you're expected to make mm. almost become better because you've made so many before. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's different ways of looking at it. You can be, it just can be pure concentration. So you might not have had a lot to do, but then in the last minute or the last couple of minutes, you might have been winning the game one the other. It's tight now, now whatever it happens to be, and then you make an unbelievable save, but you've had nothing to do the whole game. And there's many occasions. I mean, I remember uh, Alan McGregor recently for Rangers making a couple of them last year in the Europa League, and I remember Fraser Foster this year. I can't remember quite game Lazio. it was. So Lazio, an unbelievable save late on. You know, so you could, it might just be that one pivotal save, mm-hmm. and and that can stick in your mind. But in terms of these games. These is a combination of saves And as I said for me It's about concentration Positional play And that's Your daily work With your goalkeeping coach Day in Day out You do these type of things That is practice And that's what makes These goalkeepers So important Because The practice And the work they put in And you can see them now Goalkeepers Used to be a goalkeeper Make a save And everybody could just Went to right Now they're up They're clenched fish They're jumping up The players (laughs) on top of them It is such a A big thing for goalkeepers now And they're getting Every bit as much A pride in making these saves And clean sheets Our strikers are are For scoring goals Ved thank you very much The best goalkeeping Performance you've ever seen Sandra in Balarnock Hi there Hi Sandra Hi Hi Sandra Hi there. Mine's is Ali Maxwell um, against Dundee United, and was it the David Cooper final? Yeah, not yeah. the day. No, not the David Cooper. Well, I mean, he played and he set up the goal. Um, but yeah, nineteen ninety. Now we're talking. Sandra's picked a good one. Folk are going to think I put you up to this, Sandra. Ninety-one. <laughs> um, and 
Sandra, I'm interested as well because he, you're a Celtic fan, is that right? I'm a Celtic fan, yes. There is also another goalkeeper that, that broke my heart umpteen times. <laughs> I know what's coming here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like, I like that. The reason I ask, I don't mind what team yeah, you support, like. but the reason I ask is Sandra's a Celtic fan, yet it's a Motherwell goalie against Dundee United that's the goal, yeah. the best goalkeeping performance she's seen, which mm-hmm. speaks volumes for just how good it must have been. Yeah, and ended up in hospital after, didn't he? Uh-huh. With his, his rib his cage ribs, and it was yeah. a punctured lung or something like that happened. Yeah, him, r- but, ruptured um, spleen, ruptured spleen, uh, um, double vision. A lot. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember that uh, game as well, and he did have some f- fantastic saves. It was a the McLean brothers final, Tommy yeah, against Tommy Jim, and, Jim. and the, the yeah. Jinxford and the United um, went on until they won the Cup '94 under I, Ivan Golak. But yeah, a memorable final for so uh, many reasons, Sandra. And and you're right, mm-hmm. um, Maxwell was outstanding that day. And then to go on to your next one. Andy Gorham, yeah, I mean, just game after game after game after game, um, you know, it's, you know, broke yeah. Tommy Burns' heart, didn't he? And I, I, the thing about that, Jim, we're, we're now talking about different types of performances, yeah. like like we said just before Sandra come on, and this one, surely you have to take those injuries into account. Yeah. So it's a good performance anyway, but I think it was most of the second half plus extra time, mm-hmm. broken ribs, ruptured spleen, mm-hmm. double vision, and I'm pretty sure there's a. There's a sort of acrobatic tip over the yeah. bar at one point where he gets, and he's an absolute bits. bits yeah, yeah, I remember I that. Mean, that's outrageous. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, Sandra's picked a goalkeeping performance, which not not just in terms of the technical ability, but bravery and go. You have to be brave to be a goalkeeper. You know, you, you're diving at players' feet. So, and again, in 1991, there wasn't quite as much <laughs> concern about, but you know, you know the the concussion aspects and all these other aspects that sometimes it's like no sub goalies even back that yeah, no sub goalies. You know, they, they they maybe ran on and. You know, you've seen like, hurt my ribs here. Physio's probably thinking, "Oh, listen, we'll get a bit of cold sponge on it. We'll get a wee rib. You'll be fine. Why can you get up? Can you breathe? Yeah, go on with it." And the and the players are going to want to have to do it as well. So that bravery and that kind of desire. Now the adrenaline's pumping, so he's probably get through the game by that alone. And then when you win, it makes everything that a little bit special. But I bet you at night time. Well, as Mark says, it was straight to hospital. Yeah, it was straight to hospital after the game. So Sandra, not being a Motherwell or a Dundee United fan, did you? Just watched that on TV then, and it's just stuck with you for all these years. Yep, yep. Me and my dad um, we sat and watched it, and it was, I felt as though it was on the full day, um, and it was just brilliant. I've always remembered it. Brilliant! I love that. That was Sandra and Balornock, a Celtic fan, but it's a Motherwell Dundee. Well, I was only two, so I can't looking back, it does. Uh, there we go. That was Sandra picking out Ali Maxwell, ninety-one Scottish Cup final, as the best goalkeeping performance she's seen. Cooper thirty. Is on Twitter As a Rangers fan I've seen Woods Gorham Kloss McGregor All have wonderful nights But on the highest level It's got to be The 1982 European Cup final Aston Villa oh, Bayern Nigel Munich Spink. Nigel Spink He says as well. Brought the Tomorrow's second keeper on yeah. He says And the rest is history What a performance mm-hmm. From right. Nigel so Spink yeah. Stephen McNish says Maybe not the best performance But Craig Gordon's save For Sunderland v Bolton Always sticks out mm. in my mind Yes a one off save that I was, think it was voted the best save Yeah the Premier League Or something like that We'll try it We're going to mm. try for the All round performances though Not mm. these one saves We're looking for the guys That did it over the 90 minutes Let's see what Frank In Garahill has for us Hi Frank Good evening How are you? Hi Frank um, um, The game I remember most was George Hunter Playing for Celtic Against the Hearts at Tynecastle In 1951 The Scottish Cup Hearts were all over Celtic for most of the game. It was one each, and uh, it was it was unrelenting the the, the pressure from Hearts. And uh, George Hunter saved everything, absolutely everything, and the the, the, the place was packed. 
spectators were sitting on the track. I think the attendance was 51,000. At the end of the game, Sanchez supporters rushed on and picked up George Hunter and carried him off shoulder high into the pavilion. It was an amazing game Celtic 1-2-1 I love that Frank Because in the space of 10 minutes We've gone from the League Cup final in 2019 (laughs) Back to what was it 1950 51 51 Yes 51 Well Frank It won't surprise Jim Duffy doesn't remember it Mark Guidi doesn't Hugh Keevans probably will Um, I don't either So we're we're relying on you here Were you there? What was it it like to witness that then? I I, I was there yes Mm. I was during my national service And I was stationed in uh, Carlisle at the time And uh, I managed to get a ticket And I went up to uh, To Edinburgh From, from, uh, from Carlisle Brilliant And did, did George Hunter have a You know Did he go on to To continue these types no, Of performances no, no, no. Sadly Sadly uh, He took tuberculosis Celtic sent, sent him To Switzerland For a while He was there for a few months He came back And uh, he played But <clears throat> In those days You could rum up The goalkeepers Mm-hmm. But they were all warned to to, to to treat, give him some soft treatment, and he did. But sadly, he um, he died a young man. He, he was transferred down to Derby County, but he died a young man. He was from Troon. So that was soon after that performance, was it? That's that's what I meant. I was wondering if. But there we go. I, I, I think he. I think he. As I say, he was only about eighteen months at Celtic. He was in the cup final team of nineteen fifty one, when Celtic beat beat Motherwell. Uh, a few a few months previously, or oh, in the same year, as in the same year that was it was about the third round uh, when they played uh, Hearts at Tynecastle, and of course he was he, went, he got a cup winners cup win, a medal. I'll tell you what, Frank, in, in all the years you've been supporting your team, and you've gone back to nineteen fifty one. I tell you what, there must have been some performance if you can remember that performance all those years ago. You know, sixty yeah. what nine years 70. ago. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. so unbelievable. So it must have been a performance and a half that. And you, you're right. In those days, they could knock the goalkeeper in. You know, they could clatter yeah, into well, the you goalkeeper. Could, you could you could shoulder charge the goalkeeper yeah. over the line. Yeah, that's right. He was holding the ball. That's right. Yeah, so the, the second best was John John um, John Bonner against the uh, Hibs in the coronation final. Well, 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 well done, Frank. Very much thank you so much for Thanks, that. Frank. Really right. appreciate that. It's always good if, see if you can learn something. Learn something new. Nineteen fifty-one. Clearly, I knew nothing about it. And uh, Frank, Frank has recalled that like it was yesterday, hasn't he? Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. As I'm saying, it must have been some performance that the celebration as well. Robbie, Ronnie, sorry, um, I need to clean my glasses. Ronnie's a Stenhouse Muir fan. What have you got for us, Ronnie? Hi. Um, going back to nineteen seventy-two. Uh, or 73, I can't remember exactly the year, but uh, Stennis Muir were drawn against Rangers in the League Cup. That was in the days when it was home and away. And um, in the home game at uh, Stennis Muir, we actually got beat, I think it was 5-1. But despite getting beaten 5-1, the goalkeeping performance that day was astonishing. It was from Stuart Kennedy who oh, played just Dennis Muir at the time in goals and it would have been double 5-1 if we hadn't uh, had Stuart in goals that day actually went to Ibrox for the return leg and Stennis Muir went and beat I- uh, Rangers 2-1 at Ibrox uh, in the return leg uh, unfortunately I didn't go but the guys that told me uh, that did go told me he was just as great that day as he had been at uh, Ocoville. Um so yeah, so Stuart went on to better things But yeah, uh, uh, just to prove my point Rangers, after these two games Actually signed them 
So yeah, yeah. The, the goalkeeping performance was amazing. I think that's been the case, uh, Ronnie, in a, in a few occasions with you know smaller clubs where the goalkeepers have these wonder games. Yeah. And I know even in in, the la- in recent years, you know, I've had people saying, "How do we know saying that goalie? How do we know saying that goalkeeper?" Because they have those games against the big team. But Stuart Kennedy was a different example. They went on to have a, a very illustrious mm-hmm. career. So, you know, from 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 that point of view, but uh, yeah, there are goalkeepers who have their day. In fact. I think it was, I don't know, maybe years now, five, six years ago now, when Nico Carew for Morton, uh, when, when Morton beat Celtic, won nothing yes, in the cup. I remember that, um, yeah. I think Celtic had something like 28 shots on target, and then uh, Dougie Emery scored with a penalty mm-hmm. to win one nothing at Celtic Park next time. And Nico Carew was, had one of those unbelievable games mm. where just everything. Uh, because if you've got <laughs> that many shots on target, you know that that mm. your goal your goalkeeper's earning his earning his pound. That's for sure. Do you think that still annoys Virgil Van Dijk that night, or do you think he's over it? <laughs> think he's moved on. Uh, I think you'll just have to ask Big Virgil next time you're with Get him. On with but uh, I think he'll be I think he'll be no too bad. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Thank you to Ronnie and Stenhouse Muir. Keep them coming, and we could be speaking to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Very busy phone lines. We are asking you for the best goalkeeping performance you've ever seen. The reason we ask is because it's the anniversary of 19 year old David Marshall keeping a clean sheet in the new camp. He should have been playing for Scotland against Israel tomorrow uh, But no football obviously At the moment it was nice of David to take time out of homeschooling the kids And uh, to all the madness Try that goes along with that Trying to keep up with them to join us on the phone So we're asking you for your memories So many coming in Scott Mitchell says Ronald Vatrus debut against Celtic uh, Barry Spence, John Gordon and Logie have all gone for the same one Andy Gorham, Leeds United, Ellen Road Mm-hmm Remember it? Yeah, mm-hmm. Alan McCoy scored I think didn't he? Yeah I mean Logie's yeah. said you know Any time he played Celtic But up there the performance at Elland Road um, Barry Spence as well yeah, Like I say So a lot of people are picking that one I think, I I think you could probably have <laughs> Half a dozen yeah. Andy Gorham games Aye, I mean Andy Gorham, against, Particularly against Celtic As, as Mark said earlier on He had a couple of unbelievable games Where he was saves You just You, you know You just you, You'd only dream of And again I go back to the That, that day in day out you know, training. You know the the, the routines they go through with the, the coaches and the what they do, and also as I said before, you know you have to have the mentality. As mm-hmm. you know, there's a number of things in Andy. You know, Andy was like that. He just he just switched on. Particularly these games, like Leeds, like Celtic. Andy had that. That was a game he absolutely loved. He knew he was every bit as good as anybody in the country at that time. You know, in these type of games, he also you remember Gordon. There's two goalies I'm going to mention. They're both in the same era. They're both it was Jim Layton mm-hmm. and, and Andy Gorham. And again, what even impressed me about, about Andy Gorham was his spell at Motherwell. He was mm-hmm. outstanding yeah. when he went to Firth Park yeah. for that era. You know, whatever it was, six months. He, he, he was brilliant. And then and I don't know. You might have managed him, John, if you if you inherited it or whatever. But I remember when when Jim Layton had to resurrect his career mm-hmm. post Man United mm-hmm. and had a great couple of seasons at Hibs. Aye. And he went there and he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. And Jim was uh, as well for Hibs. Well. And, and then he went back to Aberdeen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, we, had, we were lucky, you know. Scottish goalkeepers get uh, a bit of a bit of stick, particularly from down south. You know, they always get a bit ridiculed 
But certainly, you know, somebody like Andy and that, and I said was was yeah. phenomenal as a Scottish as a Scottish goalkeeper. You you, know, we, we, listen, we've got a lot of goalkeepers and you know the, the, from different countries, but as a Scottish goalkeeper in the last 20, 30 years, I think Andy takes a bit of beating. You've not seen these tweets, and yet you've just managed to link the next two tweets perfectly. Chris McNulty says, "What about Jim Leighton against Sweden at Ibrox? I oh, think we won yeah. one nil." John yeah, McGinley absolutely, yep. uh, says, "Chris McNulty," and on to a Motherwell point, Alan Clellan says, "Here's a name you've not heard in a while. I guarantee it." Francois Dubordeaux for Motherwell against Rangers at Fir Park. McFadden scored the only goal against a raging Kloss on Boxing Day 2002. A storming performance. Francois Dubordeaux. Yeah. He, he, Francois Dubordeaux. I, I signed him for Dundee for a little while. So there you go. And, he, uh, and actually kept in contact with him for quite a number of right. years because he went to America. Uh-huh. Um, oh. I don't know, 20 years ago, I don't know, you lose track of time now, you see, but aye, so he's, he's, he's still on my phone and every now and again, get uh, on. you know, you get a, a little bit from it, but yeah, Francois uh, do is uh, another one, I don't, obviously I don't know that game, but... Uh, I do, the reason yeah, why, yeah. I was a ball boy, one of the ball boys ah, behind yeah. the, the goal, that was, uh, that was, I did that that season, um, at Fir Park, and then at the end of that season... Um, Young fan Probably some adults did it as well But I feel like it was acceptable When you were young They'd all wait You know at the end of the season And try and get a strip Or whatever yeah. off, off the players And Francois Dubordeaux Came out uh, In front of the main stand And me <laughs> Me and my mate Took one boot each right. One, one yeah. of his Copa Mundials each Stinking damp Copa yeah. Mundial And no disrespect To to Francois But he's not exactly Peter Schmeichel is it You're not going to yeah. take it home And put it on a, 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 a on, on the mantelpiece <laughs> So I think it stayed in my cupboard For a couple of years And I just slung it. Ah, yeah, it was nice. Pretty Good much. Like so that. there we go. Alan Clellan sending that. And what about Craig and Clyde Bank? What have you got for us, Craig? Hi guys. Uh, good evening. Uh, one game that always stands out to me, and I remember it, was Edwin Van der Sar, Scotland versus Holland, Euro '96. No matter what we did, we couldn't get the ball past him, and that save against him was it Ali McCoist in the last. Been Villa. 10, was that Villa, Villa Park, Craig? Oh, I think so, aye. I was at that game. Was, I am sure it was there, Villa Park. And then Scotland played... Aye. No, who did Scotland play in the last game they won? But it wasn't enough, was it Switzerland? Switzerland. Yeah. Switzerland 1-0. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. oh, obviously, Van going to Manu and was, uh, you know... Juventus, he played. Yeah, outstanding goalkeeper. And he, again, big chaw. And, and again, one of those... Goalkeepers early on who was good with his feet, you know. I mean, they could clip balls out, and mm-hmm. and it, the, you know, United used to play that counter attack game very well after similar to Schmeichel, yeah. used to throw the ball over. Ah, his distribution like. was brilliant, wasn't it, yeah. Van der Sar? I, yeah. I think when you, you know, when you look back and say, in certain goalkeepers, Craig's mentioned Van der Sar against Scotland, you know, I mean, obviously, there'll be certain games depending, you know, mm-hmm. how your memory is, but like a Schmeichel, you know, I mean, there was, there's been a few games where he, he invented that kind of star shape, didn't mm-hmm. he? You know, when, just um, make himself yeah. big, as they say, and a lot of the, the saves aren't wonder saves. But they're saves that are just so yeah. vital, and you can make three or four of them in a game, Gordon, and that can be the difference between between um, you know winning and, and, and losing the match. Craig, were you there at Villa Park or just watching TV? I remember watching it on the telly, and I just remember him seeing him sailing through the air, literally to get the ball from the top <laughs> corner. I think to myself, what a save! Yeah, I think we must have thrown everything at it that day. I've just brought up the team just to try and jog the memory. So Kevin Gallagher. Um, and Scott Booth sort of led the line Gordon Jury, sorry as well A couple of them come off John Spencer, Billy McKinley came on Craig Burley came on uh, No one could find a way through So Netherlands nil, Scotland nil You were there did you say Mark? Yeah Villa Park? I, it was, yeah And then I was at the Switzerland I was at the three games that day The first one 
obviously remembered for, for obvious reasons the, the, the Gary McAllister the uh, penalty missed the, the Gaza yeah the Gaza celebration mm-hmm. um, Andy Gorham was a goalkeeper that uh, day for Scotland as well so yeah it was kind of heartbreaking um, that was the one where we, we were so so close I thought you were going to mention Your Yuri Geller story there Typical Scotland I'm happy to tell you My Yuri Geller story If you want I don't know if the listeners Are fed up hearing it But, but there is a link To, to, to Radio Clyde yes. um, For it So What would it be John Barnes was manager of Celtic So we're going back to maybe August, September 1999 Celtic are playing out in Israel I can't remember some, We're in Tel Aviv anyway And um, Gabby no. I can't remember Jim who it was But uh, We're in Israel And we're, we're In the hotel and the press pack, the media pack, we bump into Yuri Geller. Here's a speaking English. What are you doing? Oh, we're over for the game. Dra, dra, dra. He says, Come on, come on through to the hotel restaurant and I'll, and I'll show you something. So, Paul Cooney uh, is there for, for Radio Clyde. And I always remember, Can we get this live? Can we get this live? And I'm thinking, But it's radio. We can't, we can't see the trick. But it was just so, so we're caught up. So I'm standing with hey, Paul. No trick. And there's a few is there. Um, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny McDonald is there. Uh, for the news of the world so there's a good a good squad of us anyway Yuri Geller um, picks up a spoon and he's talking to us and he's saying so you're here for the game and how do you think it'll go and oh who's this manager of Celtic now and while he's talking the spoon is bending over in front of us so that must be a spoon that he carries around that, that can do that so then he said to the to one of the wait staff go and pick me a spoon at random from the, the, the cutlery draw and she did and she came back with another spoon and the same again. So he's standing, da da da. Oh, right, Celtic, yep, uh, Tel Aviv. You've been here before. And now he's bledding. The spoon is just doubling over in front. Of, honestly, I, I never believed in all those things. So, so your '96 is his fault now, as far as you're. Well, so, so he claims it's had fantastic yeah. uh, publicity mm-hmm. um, out of it, but yeah. it was just a. And I think then it was France '98, two years later. And as you know, Jim, that's back in the period when we were taking qualification for, granted, for granted. Yeah. You know. Uh, let's go back Let's take one more call Before the news Gary is an East Bride What's the most memorable The best goalkeeping performance You can remember Gary? Hi guys How you doing? Good uh, This goes back in time uh, My dad got rest his soul He took us to the game We were at Highbrooks in 1981 It was Halloween 1981 And we were up against Partick Thistle I remember walking in the game My dad's like He says You know what son These guys haven't beat us At Highbrooks for 24 years this is a doddle the day. <laughs> so we sat there and Thistle had already beat Rangers earlier in the season at Fur Hill. So we sitting there and it started, you know, and Alan Ruff was in goals for Patrick Thistle. So we're sitting on the Copen Road and a couple of early saves, no bad. Then Thistle score. And I'm, I remember my dad turned around and he says, just put your feet up, son. We're never scoring past him today. It ain't going to happen. And my goodness, was he right? I've never seen anything like it. It was like the Alamo, and he was David Crockett. You know, Alan Ruff was David Crockett. It was incredible. <laughs> and Thistle get one breakaway in the second half, and a wee guy with ginger hair scored. But you might know his name now. Everybody knows him. It was Morris Johnson. Oh, Maybe right. heard him. Uh, nah. He scored the yeah, second goal. The Somebody told he me he was running the country it. just now. You know. I took another. Ah, but. It was nothing short and incredible. Uh, the, no, that guy's only slightly less controversial. Yeah. I think you'll find. Uh, Gary, sorry, did you? Yeah. So you said you, you got taken along. W- were you young at the time? You went along with, you, with your dad. I'd have, I'd have been sixteen then. I would have been sixteen yeah. back then. And it's uh, well, listen, uh, I mean, there was there was seventeen thousand inside Ibrox. Yeah. that was supposed to be the bad times. But I've looked back at that year and Rangers won the League Cup final. 
against Dundee United and then get beat in the Scottish Cup final with Aberdeen so they weren't that bad but they were just rotten in the league <laughs> there we go well it must, it must have left <laughs> quite an impression I must admit Gary and East Kilbride thank you very much that was a great memory uh, on that one uh, there's always a wee personal touch as well you go along with a family member that yeah. means something to you a game that sticks in your mind mm-hmm. there's always one I cannot believe that we have started I mean and, and no disrespect to him but this has been about Gorham and about Leighton and about Van der Sar and, and we've actually got a proper discussion about Francois Duberdo yeah, on the yeah, go yeah. Uh, Neil has sent me a message here and he says just heard you talk about Francois I actually got friendly with him towards the end of his career he was at Forfar uh, he introduced me to him he was interested in stocks and shares and wanted to help try and get a career I can't remember how I helped him uh, but he he treated me to a bite to eat and a few beers in Big Owens and Coat Bridge as a thank you he was a really good guy Hated football because the majority of players were immature. Probably hard to disagree, he says. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, 01419511025. That's the number you need to get in touch on the show, and particularly right now for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Gordon Deal lost last night. The sign ball left the building, and he, he was in true DL fashion blaming it on the current. Climate but, you know, The madness He wasn't taking any responsibility for it He says these results don't count at the moment Very controversial uh, statement But your chance to beat the pundit is here 01419511025 And you have to call before 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy is here Mark Guidi is alongside him And we are here as always Trying our best to give you a bit of a football fix In these abnormal times I know it's all a bit mad And I know everyone's routine is thrown off And there's a lot of uncertainty uh, So we're just going to try and, and stay here And bring you a bit of normality um, During these abnormal times So if you're looking for a football fix We're here at 6 o'clock every night And you can get involved on the phones or on Twitter We kicked off tonight hearing from Scotland goalkeeper David Marshall He should be He should have been Lining up for Scotland Against Israel in that playoff tomorrow He obviously won't be And we looked back on the anniversary Of one of his most famous days Or nights I should say In the new Camp Keeping a clean sheet So we've been looking for The best goalkeeping performance You've ever seen I must admit I had sort of thought We would leave that behind But the phone lines are so busy And Twitter is so busy We'll keep that going to an extent But we're going to take a look at Some of the other stories In Scottish football as well After we do this Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time. I've changed my advertising slogan for Beat the Pundit. It's now the sign ball that you can kick around the house during your self isolation. Let's see if we can send one to Cumbernauld. Andy is there on the line. Hi, Andy. Hi, Not bad, Andy. How are you? Hi, fine, thanks. Good man. I'm going to toss this coin, Andy. And if it's heads, you're going to take on Mark Guidi. But if it's tails, it will be Jim Duffy And it is tails Jim Duffy Against Andy from Cumbernauld So Do you ever have a go? <laughs> Honestly Is it always you? Do you know why that is? Um, and I need to word this very carefully There's obviously something wrong with my <clears throat> tossing. tossing technique mm. Because You do have to word that carefully It is always tails It's always Gordon DL He sits there And he moans about it But mm. there's the coin It's a, it's a legitimate coin Spy it a few bits You know what I mean Try again just for... No 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 just, It's fine It was heads that time <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Jim Duffy Jim against Andy So I'm going to give you Some Clyde 2 to listen to Andy I'll put 30 seconds on this clock You're going up against Jim And the only yeah. secret Is that you can pass Okay Okay Good man yeah. Your time starts 
Once I get the questions ready And your time starts now Which Scottish Premiership mascot Did artist David Shrigley create in 2015? Patrick Thistles Which women's team does Scotland midfielder Joe Love play for? Celtic What was the famous score in the Scottish Cup When our Broth beat Bonacord in 1885? 21-0 Where did Lewis Morgan start his professional career? St Martin Who did Rangers sell Nikita Jelovic to? Everton Name any of Celtic's players who have been shown a straight red card this season Ryan Christie Okay Let's bring Jim Duffy back Jim can you hear us? I was enjoying the jam there Sorry You're stuck with my error. With me and Andy at the moment Are you ready? Yeah Right same set of questions to you And your time starts now Which Scottish Premiership mascot did artist David Shrigley create in 2015? Patrick Thistles Which women's team does Scotland midfielder Joe Love play for? Glasgow City What was the famous score in the Scottish Cup when Arbroath beat Bonacord in 1885? 36-0 Where did Lewis Morgan start his professional career? Uh, St Mirren I'm not sure Who did Rangers sell Nikita Jelovic to? Newcastle Name any of Celtic's players who have been shown a straight red card this season What Canadian football club did Jimmy Nicol play for in the 1980s? Uh, Toronto Okay what do you I think? think? It was Vancouver Whitecaps. What do you think, Andy? Ah, it's not a guy. You think he's beaten? Uh, I should have got a Bonacord one. I knew it was a tough more to go it. Ah, no, but that's what happens when the pressure's on, Andy, and that clock's that's ticking true. in your ear. Um, the Premiership mascot that artist David Shrigley created in 2015 was Kingsley, the Partick Thistle mm-hmm. mascot. You both got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the sort of madness of that. Was that 2015? I know it's crazy, isn't it? That, oh, that, that, oh, that was the thing I was that's doing. What, that's like, what jumped out at me there, because I, I remember going along. On the day when they, you know, you know when these press releases come in, we're releasing a new mascot, and you think, all oh, right, okay. Mm. Not, but then, when you, scary Kingsley. <laughs> when, when we went along, and then he emerged from yeah. the tunnel, and it was worldwide, wasn't yeah, it? You remember yeah, all across, yeah. brilliant when you when you look at it. So there we go, Kingsley. Uh, which women's team does Scotland midfielder Joe Love play for? It is Glasgow City. So Jim goes one in front, and uh, the famous score. Our Broth Bon Accord is 36-0 I think you would have got it with more time Andy But you jumped in Jim goes 3-1 in front Lewis Morgan started his professional career At St Mirren You both got it 4-2 I, I, I wasn't sure if it was a kid at Rangers Well it was But I, I, I meant you know first team so. uh, 4-2 Who did Rangers sell Nikita Jelovic to? It was Everton Jim got it wrong Andy got it right Is there a comeback on? 4-3 Name any of Celtic's players Who've been shown a straight red this season Ryan Christie uh, Frimpong League Cup mm-hmm. final That was a straight red wasn't it yeah. uh, You both went for Ryan Christie Anyway at Livingston So Jim stays One in front Andy and you Ran out of questions um, yep. The Canadian football club Jimmy Nicol Played for the 80s I was hoping For the full title uh, Probably uh, Toronto Blizzards Blizzards There we go Blizzard. Well seeing produ- Travis again for Toronto Is that what you're saying It doesn't matter You won anyway (laughs) Producer Andy being from Toronto There was obviously a bit of uh, favouritism in the question Uh, Andy, he has pipped you So no sign ball tonight I'm afraid But thanks so much for taking part Cheers Andy Well done Andy Thank you That was Andy in Cumbernauld There we go Toronto Blizzard We need more names like that Yeah we do I think Maybe that's part part of the comeback Part of the restructure Aye You could just Get a more more kind of Dynamic What would the Bartons be do you think? The Barton Dynamo yeah. Aye, something like that yeah. You know what I mean? In case you're wondering We are indeed that short For uh, stuff to talk about <laughs> At the moment <laughs> we're, we're on the phones though 01419511025 And we're on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB The reason I was just Taking my time there I'm trying to pronounce this name Gary Walker Because this is a 
bit before my time I would imagine uh, Best goalkeeping performance I ever saw Was Evgeny Plotnikov For CSKA Moscow Rangers needed to win And hope that Marseille failed to beat Bruges away He was 21 Made his debut and played unbelievably And Gary has even Sent me a video clip Of a save in the dying minutes It's a volley It's gone right in the far corner And he gets down What a save that is I think that might be is that John Brown Who hits a very small screen I've got I think it's John Brown Who hits the shot And anyway There we go Good memories What was there. his name again Gordon? Uh, it was Evgeny Plotnikov Evgeny yeah. Big yeah. Evgeny Evgeny yeah. Plotnikov That's mm. one, of, one I can't remember So who, who's saying that one in? Gary Walker oh, That's Gary. easier to pronounce well, that's, a, that's, that's one that He's pulled out the bag there Yep I like that The more obscure the better mm-hmm. What are your Most memorable Or the best goalkeeping performances uh, you've ever seen Now during this time uh, You may have noticed That we're just checking in With different footballers mm-hmm. Here and there Around the country Making sure they're okay mm-hmm. Making sure they're safe Finding out uh, What they've been up to It was Motherwell's turn last week Tony Watt was Blowing Gordon DL's mind About the Playstation mm-hmm. It was like that conversation In still game You know when the young guy <laughs> Talks to the old guy That's exactly what it was like uh, So it's St Mirren's turn tonight We've got Lee Hodson On the phone Lee how are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? Yes, not too bad. Thanks so much for. I was going to say taking time out of your busy schedule uh, to join <laughs> us, but no one's got a busy schedule at the moment. What's life like for you at the moment? Um, yeah, um, obviously very quiet. Um, just sort of uh, staying in and make sure you know me and my family are staying well and healthy, and uh, making sure that I uh, keep uh, myself fit um, for when hopefully the season starts back up. Um, uh, when obviously there's a date set Yeah what what about the, the the fitness side of things I noticed that you know A lot of you guys on social media or Whatever have been Maybe out in the garden Or trying to fit a run in here and there how, how are you managing to keep up with that Because there's so much uncertainty I suppose About when we start back And you guys will want to be in In relatively decent shape If that day is sprung upon us Yeah um, we've, we've been sent a, a fitness programme To follow a regime To follow at home um, by our fitness coach at St Mirren um, so yeah so basically once a day I'll go out um, and do a run that uh, that's on the, the schedule or some sort of you know gym work lower legs work just all sort of body weight stuff that we can do at home um, and just making sure basically we're ready uh, you know to to perform when, when we're needed uh, when the league starts back yeah what, what level of Communication does this require Because there's so much uncertainty For everyone Is there regular contact With with Jim Goodwin And with the club Or are you guys Sort of left to it At the moment Um, Yeah there's contact uh, Between us and the club Um, You know there's stuff Being put in our group chat Every day Just with updates Um, But as as players All all we can do now Is uh, make sure we look after ourselves Make sure we stay You know well and healthy And uh, make sure we, we do our fitness stuff Because when, as I said before, when the season does get given a date uh, to start back up, we need to uh, go into them last couple of games before the split. Um, you know, in all well and fit and uh, ready and round to go. You've not taken up any strange hobbies or anything like that to pass the time, have you? Um, no, not really. It's just uh, the usual stuff. You know, sitting down watching box sets on Netflix and um, you know, on Football Manager on the laptop. Um, Alright who's your team then I'm interested You've got me now Who, who are you in charge of um, Who am I in charge of My last one Was Who was it I think it might have been Salford City Maybe in League 2 I, I sort of like Sort of starting In the lower leagues And try to um, Work your way get, up get, get, Work my way up Into the leagues And uh, 
see, see how I do. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been playing that quite a lot to um, kill some time. Um, I but see Jim Duffy He's gone for the money there He might mm. he, He's not full enough so he, yeah. he might have gone for the lower leagues But he's gone for the money Yeah of course <laughs> He's gone for the easy The, the biggest budget team. Yeah of course um, But uh, listen You've still got to produce a good Yeah you know I suppose I mean? money, it's, it's Expectation all about and pressure yeah, yeah. Okay. So from Lee's point yeah. of view But you know Lee In terms of You know the, the A daily schedule Obviously, you, you you know you you can you can plan certain parts of it in terms of going for you say going for your run doing doing other things. But mentally, how do you keep yourself stimulated? How do you keep yourself kind of like uh, you know like uh, uh, up to up to the speed where you know you you can keep yourself motivated because it, because there's there's no there's no um, specific time you know there's not there's not as if you say right okay we're going to get back this date mid April mid mid May so do you just kind of take it day by day. Yeah, um, take it day by day. Uh, I think every footballer across the country is not really looking at this as, as a holiday. Um, you know, everyone wants football to start up as soon as it can. But obviously, you know, when it's safe for everyone to, you know, be back out there for the fans and the players um, and get back out playing football. But um, yeah, just day by day, really, sort of just making sure we're keeping, well, for me, keep myself active, um, sort of keep myself fit. Um, and then obviously just doing stuff around the house that keeps me occupied and, and kills hours during the day. Um, got a, a six-month-old son, so that keeps me occupied. <laughs> well, that's perfect. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, so for mentally, I think obviously it's difficult for all the lads because um, we're always constantly active, going training every day, um, having this much time uh, on our hands, uh, you know, can, can be difficult because you don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the main thing, now is just making sure everyone stays well and healthy because um, that's the most important thing with, obviously with this virus going around to make sure people stay safe See I knew that Jim yeah. Duffy would be interested in the football manager part of it Mark Guidi though I saw his eyes light up when you mentioned box sets because every Wednesday he comes in here and he, that, that, that's his thing he's always he's always on the lookout so what's your recommendation? Oh there's a few um, I'm just about to finish Homeland Oh wonderful oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the last yeah. season I think Yeah, um, yeah so I'm on uh, I'm on season seven, um, the last two episodes of that. So I've got season eight still to go. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've also just started a, a, a program called Bulletproof on Sky One. Yeah, the two cops. Um, yeah, with a cop. Ah, I just started that You've got a lot of time one. in your hands as well. This is a second yeah. series, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must yeah. admit Homeland I'm a fan of that I must uh, admit yeah. it's a bit, it, Bulletproof's a bit like Bad Boys the movie right. you know what I mean that, that kind of you know the yeah. buddy uh, cops no you know serious what I mean? enough yeah. for me yeah. it's like a comedy sort yeah. of yeah, yeah. Kind of, sort of, <laughs> yeah. but is far too serious for that it's enough to say man you can watch like John Le one it was on BBC four or five years ago Tom Hiddleston and Hugh Laurie Hugh Laurie's a baddie and it, uh, so that was on Amazon So watch that six parts uh, The Night Manager See, I'm, oh, really I'm, I'm conflicted yeah. on that one Because I usually do trust your recommendation But producer Andy's nodding emphatically Through the, through the glass And well producer Andy's got, he's got Bizarre taste and things So And everything no. yeah, And everything so, <laughs> no, it is, it's, If you like John Carr's book It is very John Car, But it's, it's good yeah. It is very good Lee thank you so much for taking time And speaking to us tonight We wish you well Hope you and the family stay safe And hopefully uh, see you back out in the pitch soon Good luck, Lee. Take care, Lee. Take care. Good man. That was Lee Hodson, St Mirren, uh, just giving us a bit of an insight into what life is like uh, for footballers at the moment. We're going to be pestering a lot of them over (laughs) over the next couple of weeks, I would imagine, because there's not a lot happening.
morning But we're having good fun Aren't we taking the Trips down memory lane Talking about various games And players and managers And incidents From years gone by uh, Loads of people actually Keep getting in touch To say you know Thanks for keeping the show on It's keeping me going And Great. really do appreciate You all getting in touch Jamesy um, is on He's in lockdown in Dubai At the moment um, And uh, he says The recordings are getting me Through it at the moment So Jamesy Thank you very much For listening We did kick off the show Looking for The best goalkeeping performances You've ever seen and we've had so many coming in I thought we would probably knock it in the head at 7 o'clock But there's loads So let's keep going Bernard is in Knightswood Hi Bernard Hi, how are you doing? Not how too good. bad, how are you? I'm fine Good What have you got for George us? George Hunter and uh, quarter finals of the Scottish Cup 1951 at Tynecastle Fantastic uh, I was just waiting to phone in when that gentleman spoke Wow First of all And they uh, you know, he was carried off shoulder high and then he mentioned another goalkeeper with John Bona and the Coronation Cup final. Fantastic. George Hunter, I was at school. I'd just left school in that year, 1951. I was at St. Rock's in the Garden Garden. Joe Bailey, who was a former pupil, brought the Scottish Cup round in the class. And I was at the game. And the... the I can still remember the Celtic Scottish Cup winning team Hunter, Fallon and Rollo, Evans, Bowden and Bailey, Weir, Collins, McPhail, Peacock and Tully.
um, says David on Twitter What else have we got? So many But I'm just trying to flick through um, I mean Terry Hurlock Loyal says Andy Gorham Every time he played Celtic Who was the one market uh, You know For Sunderland When they You know With the unbelievable saves Remember when they When they beat uh, oh, United that famous Aye uh, the, the, the goalie Montgomery Was it, was Montgomery. it Jim Montgomery Montgomery was Montgomery. it Montgomery. Bob Stoker was it no, no, Was it Manchester Stoker. United they beat? Sorry aye Bob, uh, Manchester Jim, United Jim Montgomery was day, it? Yeah that was back Was that about 74 74 yeah, You just remember You know Obviously different clips Certain uh, they, they get shown every now and again yeah. Obviously if they play each other In the cup People go right. back You know All these days and, and every now and again That one Jim Montgomery you're right And I think it was Again he had Two or three Unbelievable saves I think they won one nothing. I think Aye, uh, he, he was uh, great The one you're Manchester talking about United. Clips gone I wonder I know you're good at sourcing all One of my heroes um, Was Neville Southall no. Everton the, the, the year they won the Cup Winners Cup 84 I think it was But all during that campaign So you'd look, you, you, you had Andy Gray And Graham Sharp mm-hmm. up front And you'd uh, Trevor Stephen And I think Kevin Sheedy And Peter Reid And Derek Mountford And uh, Pat Van der Howe Kevin Ratcliffe But if you look I think if there was any coverage Of, of Neville Southall The contribution that he made Round after round and actually, remember at the time, Jim, it would just be midweek. You'd, you'd yeah. get twenty minutes highlights on a Wednesday yeah, night, yeah. and Southall, and I love because he'd a he'd a fantastic warm up routine. Sometimes you'd never run at half time. He just sat out. He, he wore his socks down at his his ankles. He was a well number. I just there was something, and I actually got to meet him and get my photo with him. So I was, I was uh, chuffed at that. But Southall was a, one of the best goalkeepers from what thirty forty yeah. years ago. I don't know, Jim, as as a manager, even and even mm. at you know at any level is. Is there any that stand out from maybe you know an opposition goalkeeper where you're, I was going to use the phrase tearing your hair out? We'll skip right <laughs> over right, that. You can but, use the phrase. Um, it's at, metaphorical. At, at the end of the game and say, oh, what one? Why did we have to come up against him in that form today? Yeah, I think you, you, there are there are times when um, you know as a as a manager or as a player. I mean, one of the times I can remember way way back um, um, when I played the semi final in the against the eighteen, Billy Thompson pulled off a couple of unbelievable. He's one against John Brown. I think it was. May have been two two at the time, and John Brown hit his free kick, and you thought that's in, and Billy Thompson got across and, and made an unbelievable save, and eventually then they made one three two and, and got to the final. But but um, you know yeah, there are moments and there are saves. That, you know you're, you're asking me if you start to recollect them. Um, there, there's a few occasions um, when you're either played managing or whatever against the in the new opposition, and you think can't can't believe that save. But <laughs> there are saves within your own goalkeeper again. I, I can remember. From both instances, um, I, I think the, the last year I was at Morton and uh, Stephen Doby were playing Queen of the South down at uh, down at Palmerston, and Stephen Doby hit a shot from the halfway. Now you might think a goalkeeper making a save from the halfway line is not an except, but he hit one from the halfway line. And Derek Gaston, who was uh, the mm-hmm. Morton goalkeeper, then was probably about the eighteen yard line where he should be, really no. And he's backtracking and backtracking. And you think, well, that's in. It's a, an unbelievable piece of skill from uh, from 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 Doby. And he just acrobatically just get back with the hand and it, again, and then the the you know the the video later on you see because you're thinking they're, they're running away think it's in we're thinking was it in because we're in the halfway line and it's not until later on you see it's an unbelievable save you know even though someone might say oh the saves are from six Close yards range, or yeah, ten yeah. yards out yeah. but this is from the halfway okay. line but both pieces of skill were incredible. The technique and the ability other, yeah. from, from Dobie And the save from, from Derek Gaston And I don't know what we've started here now That we put Lee Hodson in the spot With these uh, box sets That right. people are just tweeting <laughs> me about box, box sets They've, night, they've yeah. ditched the football Brian Marshall <laughs> says Night manager's great Thank right. me later He's on he's on uh, on your line of thinking And Jonesy says Hey that carry for Homeland She's one for the watching Says oh. Jonesy There we go I think, I think we'll leave that there uh, I've just 
Got it. We've not started yet. The the sinner, Bill Pullman. Yeah, I've seen it. On, is that good? Ah, uh, no, no. Um, so you can get we we you could see series two on Netflix, but we couldn't find series one. Then we've, mm-hmm. we've managed to download it. So yes, I have seen that. That's not bad. Good? Yeah, that's uh, not bad. All right, full time teaser. Back to the football. I promise. Coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's that time of the night when we get together and try and answer your questions on the full time teaser. So if you want to put your time to good use at the moment and come up with a question and get it read out on the show, we would love to do so. Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need Michael Donati has sent tonight's in So thank you to Michael And he's looking for Since 2000 Eight players Who have played for Celtic And been capped by Scotland But not whilst at Celtic Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Eight Celtic players who have been capped for Scotland but not well playing for Celtic yeah. So they've left Celtic And then they want to get a cap later So on. since 2008 Players who have played for Celtic And been capped by Scotland But they weren't capped Whilst at Celtic Yeah but could they have Pre-Celtic Or, or post-Celtic Or both It doesn't matter right. Okay It doesn't matter It's just that they've played for Celtic And they've got Scotland caps But they got those Scotland caps elsewhere right. So Charlie McGrew Must have got cats playing for. Aye, he'd have got cats playing for, for Celtic. Aye, but he also got cats playing playing elsewhere or something. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, Celtic. only capped elsewhere. Right. Yeah, so only never capped not, so not, so not yeah. Charlie McGrew. Yeah. Right, okay. Right, so only capped. Uh, you had me worried there, I must admit. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think because yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> he was with Aberdeen and he was down to South Blackburn and stuff, and I'm thinking we must have got capped, but. Yeah, so only capped elsewhere, yeah. Right, okay, I'm with you. Right, give us a Not a bad question, that. That is a a good one, I like that. Because I'll tell you what, I mean, don't get me wrong, you'll absolutely know all the names, of course you will. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it takes a bit of thinking. How how far back, roughly, are we going? 2000? Yeah, yeah, so we're probably stretching. Yeah, pretty much. I would guess, you know, I would guess most of them aren't that close to 2000. I think you can probably give or take a few years at the beginning, but. But there we go Anyway um, You can play along with us if you want We're at Clyde SSB uh, On Twitter We'll get back to the phones very soon Because I know lots of you um, Have got other memories That you want to share Let's hear a bit more though Like I've, I've said on numerous occasions Over the last uh, couple of days or so We're trying just to get round As you know as many clubs as possible and, and find out What's going on And what's been going on Let's hear a bit from Clyde manager Danny Lennon Who Jim Duffy You will know very well He's yeah. hoping Clyde's Scottish Cup run Can keep the club afloat During the shutdown The League One side Of course had that payday Against Celtic didn't they And the manager says The cash is Needed more than ever The club is, is Certainly run You know In a good level I'm sure that the, the Celtic money In the cup game Coming in Helped pay You know Some bills along the way And what's ever left yeah, I'm certain That it'll be put to You know This This um, Situation that we all find ourselves in at this moment in time, but it's like everything, you know, it's not a bottomless pit, you know, and we don't really know the the full extent of how long this is going to be. Um, so I think, in terms of the short term, I think, and the help that we got from the the league also when they distributed the the money out earlier, the one point five, that will certainly be a welcome call for a lot of football clubs. 
And Jim, that's where there's a bit of sort of luck, good fortune, call mm-hmm. it what you want, in, involved here. That is yeah. what might separate Clyde from from Dumbarton yeah. or for other similar sized clubs. Just a couple of months ago, they got their payday against mm-hmm. Celtic. Uh, yeah. Stranraer got one against mm-hmm. Rangers as well. Yeah, it does, and also you know, the, you know, for, for a few years before Danny went there, you know, the club had to. To get rid of a significant amount of debt, um, you know, so obviously that helps as well, you know, um, uh, stuff that had been done um, pre pre Danny coming in, but uh, you know, having that game is definitely going to help um, Clyde. There's no doubt about it. But again, as as you mentioned there, you know, there's a there's a lot of things that um, you know have to be have still to be to be paid, and it's, it's, it won't last them forever. And ideally, of course, they would have loved to have that little bit of cushion. You know, and still had the, the 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 natural income coming in, so it will certainly offset it uh, and help. Uh, and th- th- there's no question about that. That's a that's a little benefit uh, they've managed to pick up there. But you know, that's uh, there's very very few and far between. Is <laughs> from the rest of Scottish football, I think there's maybe only one or two clubs that, that, that yeah. uh, you know would have that that opportunity to have that bit of money in the bank. I mean, I'll resist the temptation, Mark, to say, mm. oh, it just shows you how important a big cup draw can be because it's not like mm. anyone could see this coming. So it's, it's not you know. Not under normal circumstances um, But at the same time it, it might just make things That little bit easier For Clyde Compared to other clubs Of that size Yeah I mean, there's, uh, You know Every penny helps You can get the big draw The glamour uh, The attention that it brings uh, The money You know you, you look at Clyde I think the last time When they beat Celtic It was well documented Ahead of uh, last month's game uh, When it was Graham Roberts And Joe Miller's mm-hmm. team Against Gordon Strachan's team And the likes of Craig Bryson Get, get, get a move off mm-hmm. it You know There was two or three of them uh, caught the eye that day and, and get moves and the club gets a couple of quid and the players going to have you know better careers financially and playing a bigger stage so uh, it, it can work um, it can work really well and just on that Gordon as well we don't want to lose sight and I hope that because of the economic downturn that we all anticipate is going to come that our, our game is short of sponsors as well Gordon we hope that uh, because of the funding to keep the smaller clubs going and indeed our, our top flight clubs that um we can find a league replacement, Jim, for mm. for Ladbrokes and also for uh, for William Hill for the for the Scottish Cup because the our game badly needs badly needs sponsorship. I, I, I think I think we will, Mark. I know it's a, it's a different route, you know, but again, we hate to talk about football, and I think I think we will because I think when the game starts, it will have enormous publicity. You know, I think it will be a resurgence of interest in the game. You know, and I think people will be that desperate to. To get their football again, get their football fix again. That sponsors who will come in will get a massive amount of publicity. So I think I think it, there will be. I think there will be, you know, if, if, if there is any kind of, um, you know, light if you want to call it that in terms of financial light, uh, uh, you know, from this perspective, I, I think that um, that might happen. I think I think we might have one or two more options than 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 we may have had. Would rather not have it. Rather we were, you know, obviously of case that they've been, you know, everyone's. Healthy, safe, and we wouldn't have had this scenario. But I think that uh, you know, further down the line, in a few months' time, I think they'll be that desperate for everybody. And, and once it gets started again, there'll be a huge interest in our mm. sport again. And I think that will generate um, sponsorship. All right, let's speak to Jerry and uh, Irvin. He's been hanging on for quite some time. Jerry, how are you? <laughs> I'm alright, Gordon. And I've never ever spoke to you in my life, mate. Good to speak to you for the well, first time. <laughs> what what brings you to us tonight? Um. I need to apologise to every Scottish person in the world. Right. Uh, goalkeepers. What have you What have you done? I I was twelve years of age, and I was watching the World Cup in Mexico in nineteen seventy, mm-hmm. and I seen. Well, I think I've seen the greatest save ever from Pele. 
Gordon Banks. Ah, how, yeah, mm-hmm. that that's just one that just mm-hmm. will live on forever, isn't yes. it? Iconic. Yes. Describe it to us, Mark. You're the the, uh, the goalkeeping down guru. Down header here. bounces up when he gets along to his right hand side, and and it's not only actually manages to get to the ball, but it just shows you the, the strength in his wrist where he's able to scoop it. Um, up and over so uh, yeah. I, I I know what you're saying Jerry that's I think Jerzino goes down the line not, doesn't he Jerzino yeah. goes down the line stands up and Pelly's coming in and obviously the goalkeeper is at the front post you know mm-hmm. and the ball's stuck up to the back post and Pelly has the perfect header full, full forehead straight down in the bottom opposite corner Gordon Banks is covering the whole ground gets across and as I say Manchester gets he's not only his handy but gets over the bar and yeah I mean I think it's it's widely regarded even in modern day mm. as if if not the greatest save certainly you know there's there, there's no many that, that you would co- question could be better than that and I think as I said from a certain generation and I think when you watch that I, I was a, a kid at that time and I can remember watching it and again it's just one of those things that um Strangely, it's a bit like you know, in those days when you seen someone doing something with everyone tried to emulate. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. kids wanted to go and try and be a goalie. Mm-hmm. Somebody was shooting, and somebody was trying. They were all trying to kind of copy it and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, Jerry, that was a, a phenomenal. And Gordon Banks, I mean, to be fair, was a, an outstanding goalkeeper all round. Here, here's the thing, Jerry. They were asking for you know best goalkeeping performance. Does Zendi know anything about the actual performance? Was it just the one save? I'm 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 looking to people who remember yeah, the game. Was, uh, was, the, was the rest of the performance good, no, or was it yeah. just that one save? That no, no. Out? I think Gordon Banks had. I mean, it was obviously one 0 to to Brazil one today. Uh, but uh, Gordon Banks was also very famous for Bobby Moore's performance for his England um, captain and and him and there's again very famous photographs of Pele and him sh- swapping shots at the end of the game. Pele said he was the greatest defender and he played you know all this kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, listen, it was a. Uh, I mean, Gordon Banks had did a few good saves, but that that's. An iconic save as, as Mark said and, I think the commentary as well yeah. Helps make it you know, yeah. When you're in the media You appreciate commentary mm. and stuff And I think just that clip of the way he's mm. decide, the yeah. yeah. I can't remember Would that have been uh, Brian Moore maybe it was commentating Yeah, yeah, the yeah clip, but, it, yeah. Um, but I think the commentary When you watch the clip mm-hmm. We have only seen the clips so When you watch mm-hmm. the clip Then it, it just adds to the whole mm-hmm. Kind of flavour of, of the moment uh, you got any more on the teaser? You got any at all on the uh, teaser? David Marshall. That's what I've got. <laughs> David Marshall didn't bet. I thought, did David Marshall get a kick yeah, when he was Celtic? No, he's not no. one. No. Paul Telfer. Yes. Right. Danny Fox. Nope. Did he get captain no. of Celtic, did he? No. That can't be right, surely. It's not on Michael's no. list, just blame him. No. Uh, I think Danny. Danny, because no. Danny Fox only sailed it a few months and he did get capped for Scotland, but I don't think he got capped when he was playing for Spit. Danny's probably done his research, he would know better, mm. but okay. Any more? No. Uh, Ross Wallace? Yep. I'm done. Doing well, Mark. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't That's, right, that's two down. You're a quarter of the way there. Mm. Here's the thing mm. while we're talking about goalkeepers, best goalkeeping performances. You know, in modern football, we've seen a real shift now to an emphasis on, on kicking and distribution. Yes, and yeah. Keepers actually become sort of famous for it. And you mm-hmm. look at the way Man City do it and Liverpool mm-hmm. do it and various others. Do you think if we were to have this conversation in 20 years' time, 30 years' time, and we'd mm-hmm. say, what was the best goalkeeping performance? Mm-hmm. Do you think football will ever actually get to a stage where they go, oh, it was Ederson on Blah because his mm-hmm. kicking was unbelievable? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do think I think the game the game has developed to the point where goalkeepers, you know, that yeah. has to be you know almost as important as the you know the, the yeah. shot shot. Because I mean, we're they're, looking they're back safe. and clearly all everything yeah. that's been mentioned today is all about saves. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah what they're there for. But I just wonder if it'll ever become so important mm-hmm. that people will. will I, I, I wonder if next like to a goalie could. 
I don't think we might be too far off a real adventurous coach like the, the Pep Guardiola of 15 mm-hmm. to 20 years from now who actually does play a goalkeeper as a sweeper mm-hmm. and when he gets the ball he's encouraged if he wants to take a gamble and beat a player and, and not, I'm not saying be involved in a direct assist but involved actually properly involved in yeah, the floor play you're not far away from just now Mark are you? that's I mean, what I'm saying but I think you, the next, you see the next stage see pinging at 60 yards diagonally into, into places because because the high press now Aye. So the, the teams are trying to press Really high up the pitch but To stop them Rolling the ball out at the back And therefore goalkeepers Who can hit that 60 yard diagonal uh, Are so invaluable As you say Someone now Might just roll the ball out And somebody comes towards them Skip past them mm. And that opens up the whole game So yeah. I think that will I think you will find that uh, Gordon And te- goalkeepers like Used to dominate the penalty box And, and, and you know Kind of organise and, and, and as well as all those other things I think will become Less and less yeah. I'll, I'll, for as much as goalkeeping's improved in terms of the ability that goalkeepers have got on their feet, I compare it to, you know, 15, 20, 30 years ago, and I'm sure Jim agree. What really annoys me now, goalkeepers very rarely hold on to it now. Mm. Everything is parried. And you see some things, whether it's in our league or down the road in, in English Prem, and goalkeepers for me are parrying routine shots. Yeah, they should just feet. be holding and bringing into their chest. Easy all day long. I, I get, I get to say, what you get gloves for? You get gloves <laughs> for to catch the ball. And and you know, but the amount of goalkeepers down, so people keep looking about the hair. For me, no, but a lot of people will say, oh, the best goalkeeper in the world. I, I don't think so. I, I think he's miles away. But anyway, he's probably the most expensive goalkeeper in, the world in terms of salaries. But he saves everyone's feet. Evan, I mean, he pulls off wonder saves here and there. But you know, that's that's the nature of the way the game's developed. Changed, yeah, yeah, and 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 it will continue to evolve. There's no there's no question. But I just like my goal is to save them. Right. As much as I'm enjoying the discussion, I have no problem admitting this is far more important. It's day two of us being asked to stay at home, and I think everyone's feeling the added pressure that that brings. Now, imagine if you were already under immense pressure financially before this, worrying about how you were going to look after the kids, how you were going to keep food on the table. Well that's the reality for so many families Now the Cash for Kids appeal is raising money to provide support With just the basic essentials Food, nappies, baby milk Paying for the next electricity bill Things that people take for granted If you can, we'd love you to help and try and make a donation 100% of the donations stay right here in Glasgow in the West And if you want to help you can make your donation at Clyde1.com forward slash appeal Thank you from all of us in advance Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. We're about to speak to Jim in Aberfoyle, but Mark Weedy and Jim Duffy have got work to do on tonight's full time teaser. We're looking for eight players who have played for Celtic and been capped by Scotland since 2000, but they weren't capped at Celtic. They're all, you know, only capped elsewhere, if you like. Guys like Paul Telfer um, at Coventry, you had Ross Wallace. Preston What else? Uh, Dylan McGeoch Brilliant shout Two Scotland caps Relatively recently He was a Hibs player at the time I'll give you the two The only two that I can think of And that is Tony Watt Yep He was a Harps player When he got his Scotland caps And Derek Riordan When he was at Hibs Yes uh, I think I heard you say One more during the break That was uh, right Ex-Harps player Stephen Presley mm. Stephen Presley Yeah Alright, six down Two to get We'll get them before the end of the show Jim is an Aberfoyle What stands out for you Jim? Best goalkeeping performance you've seen? Best goalkeeping performance I've ever seen Was Neil Alexander In the UEFA Cup semi-final How he kept some of these balls Out of the back of the net Is beyond me Fiorentina. Yeah, Fiorentina. Fiorentina, Jim Yeah, I think it was Fiorentina they played But some of the saves he pulled off that night were just 
you just thought, how did he get to that? He had no right to get to that. No, it's going sure. to take a better memory than mine. I was at that game in Florence. What, what, did he save? How many penalties did he save? It was four two, I think. The, the score on penalties. Mm, someone will tell us. I think. Um, I think we want to become the the, the manager of it. Was it Prandelli? Was the mm-hmm. Fiorentina manager? Is that right, Gordon? Chesley and and then of course that was at the time when. So was Al McGregor? He got injured, didn't he? He got injured then against Celtic in an yeah. old firm game, didn't he? And um, Neil Alexander. Uh, went in for the last few weeks of the, the season And played in the the final as well I'm pretty sure Does that make it even more impressive Jim The fact that you know Having to sort of come in And, and stand up and be counted at that time Do you think that was There was their keeper coming in And you just thought he was I mean see McGregor would have been proud Of some of the saves that He was pulling off yeah. you I, know, I, I, I remember McGregor as well In that season Jim Was it was it Verder Bremen He had a couple outstanding saves On, on that Run, I'm sure it was that run to, to the final yeah, in that Manchester. Was McGregor, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah McGregor, but McGregor, right. you know, as you know, more than played his part on that run as well. The, the, the two keepers were phenomenal yeah. that season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I suppose and that's the thing. I do, I do remember that, Jim, and it, it wasn't exactly seen as a blow that that Neil Alexander no. had to play. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, at that time, obviously, um, Alan McGregor was a very young goalkeeper. So you know, I mean, again, it's, it's I said Neil coming in and 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 performing it the way he did. But it's it's kind of strange, you know. You know, just when we're talking tonight about how many goalkeepers have been thrown in when they're not, if you know, they recognise. We spoke earlier on to David Marshall getting thrown in when Rab Douglas gets a, a red card, and then Nigel Spink, as you mentioned, thrown in when it was Jimmy Rummer. I think was the, the Aye, number one yeah, goalkeeper playing right. in the Champions League final in the, of a wonder game, and it's kind of strange sometimes. You know, if if they don't have a chance to to overthink it. And they just go in there, and and and, and it's a, you know how many times they're the heroes. You know, you see the maybe sometimes we've seen mm-hmm. games where it's apparently shoot out the goalkeeper comes on, oh, a, a the, young goalkeeper, and all fact, of a sudden he's the hero. Who was the, the cup final goalie for Hibernian? Ah, the big, the big Conrad, yeah, Logan. Conrad Logan. Conrad Logan. Incredible. Yeah, Conrad oh, yeah. Logan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, no, no one said yeah. that yet for for the, the question. Well, well, but just just for a very very small part of the game, but such, such an unbelievable part of the game was when um, the Tim Crew get mm-hmm. get put in oh, just for the penalty shootout. Yeah. You know when Van Gaal sub, yes. subbed and just put the him in for the, yeah. for the penalty shootout, and I think it was was it Steenberger with the, the Barcelona goalkeeper or something. Steckenberg, Steckenberg, and he just he, he took him off with a minute to go and put him in. No. That's unbelievable management mm-hmm. because it, it worked because Crew made a couple of saves and they end up going through. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, that would be a, a, a you know a performance. Two thousand fourteen World yeah. Cup always amazes me the speed yeah. at which Twitter answers the questions. Yeah. Mikey's on. He says I think Alexander saved one penalty in the mm-hmm. shootout and the other was missed. But nevertheless, right. a good performance. Jim and Aberfoyle, thanks a lot for Jim. getting in touch tonight. That was Jim giving his to Neil Alexander. Mm-hmm. Rangers against Fiorentina, UEFA Cup semi final, two thousand and eight. Wasn't even the recognised first choice at the time But clearly left a lasting impression On Jim and Aberfoyle Still loads of these coming in on Twitter mm. um, So many I'll just try and pick out ones that we've yeah, not had before Yeah, give the goalkeeper a moment of glory yeah, yeah, absolutely. Normally one that gets stick, didn't they? Well, a friend friend of the show Cammy Bell Who's been mm-hmm. in, in the hot seat a few yeah. times Three penalties in one game That's right yeah, so against, against yeah. Was that last, last year? Uh, was that I think the season before no. last Dundee United? Yeah. 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 United? Yep Yeah uh, so there we go That's uh, certainly one for him to be proud of uh, Ross Stradamus is answering all your questions as well He says the commentator for the Pele bank save was David Coleman Oh was it David oh, Coleman? David Coleman, it? right Says okay. Ross Stradamus yeah. um, On Twitter what else have we got? Are you going to tell us when this pandemic ends? 
<laughs> Very possible uh, John Ali Celtic says Forster Barcelona I'm surprised no one said that one yet actually Have... Is that a 2012 no. game in 20 what? Yeah because he, he got he got the The League Cup final Someone mentioned yeah. that But I mean that That's widely regarded as being better actually Isn't it that one I mean, Barca game he, mm. That's where he gets the great wall The nickname uh-huh. And Messi Speaking about it I mean if you're getting a bit of a praise from Messi yeah. You're probably doing something right <laughs> <laughs> So uh, And this all No in fact there we go Brendan says What about that keeper Who saved three penalties Last year Dundee United yeah, Dunfermline Cammy Bell. Bell was Cammy Bell <laughs> Last time he was in here He was telling us all about it So there we go Right I think we'll Pretty much leave that there I do want to squeeze in I always I'm going to try Every night to give Credit where credit's due In these difficult times there's always something good in football being done at the moment to, to try and make a difference. Sometimes there are loads, and um, apologies if I'm missing some out because there are so many. Uh, but tonight, it is the turn of Peter Head Chairman Roger Morrison. I don't know if you've seen this. He's offering free accommodation uh, at his country inn to NHS staff who are travelling to and from Aberdeen's mm-hmm. main hospital. I would imagine. Um, so it's a sort of bed and breakfast type setup, and he's opened it up to those working at the Aberdeen Royal Infirmary during this. Pandemic, He said he'd be delighted if he could just help under pressure healthcare workers in some way I mean I know we've seen it done on massive scales with was it Abramovich and Neville yeah. uh, But it's all relative and brilliant, well done to Roger Morrison Fantastic, again you know people you know, are just going out of their way to try and help uh, in this, this situation And uh, you know the, the, to do that, to open up your facility I mean even if it's for half a dozen people to because of the shifts they're having to do, you know, the you know the, the, this unbelievable amount of work that they're having to, to do, the amount of time they're going to, have to spend, and it might save them, you know, days, you know, and, and sorry, hours of travelling time if they can go there and uh, get um, accommodation and 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 just just relax for a few hours before they get back to their shift again, which is fantastic. Well done. Right, let's round off tonight's teaser. Then I can't fail to give a mention though to Martin Griffin because he's got one of the two that you don't, right. and it's right. definitely the hardest. I okay. would say. Brilliant shout from Martin We're looking for 8 players Capped by Scotland And played for Celtic since 2000 But not capped Whilst at Celtic So you've got Ross Wallace Derek Riordan Dylan McGeer Tony Watt Paul Telfer Stephen Presley Two to get I'm, I'm looking for clues yeah. now Does one, does one of them play for Hearts? No So one mm. picked up their cap Whilst at another Scottish club And one did it in the English Probably Championship League 1 Probably Championship it didn't help, did it? I'm no, toiling. didn't he? Right, okay right. The one who got it whilst at another Scottish club Is now playing in the MLS Right, so Gary Mackay-Steven? Yep Was it Mackay-Steven, yeah? Oh, Dundee United oh, right, right. I was thinking of earlier on But I thought maybe I, I, was Celtic, think, you know? I never thought And the last mm-hmm. one I'm wondering if I can... That clue was just going to be too easy If I name mm-hmm. the team, I think it's too easy um, Who was the manager of the team? <laughs> Of Celtic No who was the manager Of the team that he played for no, When he got the it, cap uh, Alex McLeish managed them Birmingham Yep uh, Trying to think Who was it Birmingham was a good bit Well Gary Connor He didn't play for Celtic So Who else Birmingham Oh no No uh, Now you need to give us another clue It's not, it's last not one. Need to give us a clue No it's not Paul Caddis Yes Paul Caddis well, well done we got there in the end Thank you very much well To done. Mark Guidi 
And Jim Duffy Biggest thanks as always though Goes to you Thank you so much for joining in At the moment I do keep saying it I feel a bit like a broken record uh, But it's worth repeating We're just going to try and stay here As long as possible We appreciate these are really difficult times for people Everybody's feeling it So if we can come together at 6 o'clock And even make the tiniest bit of difference to your day Talk nonsense about football And try and brighten things up We're going to keep trying to do it So keep joining us 6 o'clock We're back tomorrow In the company of Gordon DL And Mark Wilson We look forward to seeing you then And in the meantime Just stay right there Because Callum Gallagher's up next He'll look after you For the rest of the night Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.